This is the Comedy Kiosk podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions, and ideas about comedy. My name is Igor Monday. And I'm David Munoz. And today we are discussing something that David actually picked. So David, mm. would you mind introducing the topic? Well, the topic is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's also you can't handle the truth. Truth be told. Uh, any other ones can you think of? The, the truth is out there. The truth is out there. Yep. Yep. And uh, I think, yeah, that's it. So the whole point is the truth. How much of the truth is in a story that we tell on stage and things like that? Uh, the reason why I kind of started thinking about this topic was because one of uh, our resident comedians was making some jokes. She was telling some stories and things like that. And usually you just don't really pay that much attention to like the, the details in the sense of you're listening to the jokes. It's funny. Great. Whatever. And then she started talking about dating someone and then getting married and things like that. And all of a sudden you could see a few of the comedians looking at each other just going, wait, is it is, is she really? getting married soon and yes turns out she was <laughs> and that's how we all kind of found out like she never told us about it. i didn't even realize she had a boyfriend and all of a sudden she's getting married the only reason why i realized this is because it's in her set and then it was all of a sudden like well how much of that is true like the information she's telling on stage so then it started actually becoming a curious thing as to yeah how true is the crap that we talk about on stage so percentage how much would you give your crapometer truthometer for what you say on stage i think maybe my situation is quite specific because i know that people usually i know people who perform with uh, true stories mm -hmm. uh, but that's kind of where their material finishes Mm -hmm. So I've seen people who tried stand-up, did maybe two, three, six months of performance, and all the jokes they used were actual stories that happened. Yeah. Either stories, I don't mean stories as in some kind of adventure or something, but, you know, my mom thinks, or mm -hmm. my boyfriend did this, or something mm -hmm. like this, like, you know, even borrowing from other people's lives and so on, but it's... It's at least it has foundation in in real life, or it's actually something that happened in real life. Right. Uh, okay. So, but that's that's the extent of their material because mm. once you have to th think of something that's never happened, they can't. So they then have to wait six more months of their life for something to happen so they can write it into a joke. And I know people who have situations like this. I know people who basically do some kind of storytelling slash observational humor so mm -hmm. things that they see around them they would write down and note and ask questions and why is this like this and turn it into a bit for me i think how true are my jokes i would say they are 98 percent made up all right so you're full of shit i'm full yeah my my jokes are how dare you uh i think i think this is this is the thing that people think that it's almost always true. Mm -hmm. Comedians know there is some extent to... It's it's made up to an extent, right? And that's yeah. why I know exactly the, the, the person you're talking about. And when I heard this from the stage, I was like, yep, that's a bit. Because it just fits her kind of style and her material and everything. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a bit. That's definitely a bit. No way that that's, that's real, that she's getting married in like two weeks or something. And yeah it then turned out to be 100 percent true <laughs> yeah but i was surprised because to me really i would say 
most of the stuff I talk about on stage never happened and was never it was never even close to happening. Sorry yeah. to burst your bubble and yeah. to, you know like this is kind of when the magician reveals how he did the trick. Yeah. So, so in reality, um, just so you know, actually, yeah, Igor is not from Croatia. He is about oh six foot four tall and uh, he's blonde. Who the fuck would have thought that, right? <laughs> the funny thing is that people who are listening to this, there will be a major part of people who literally don't know how I look or where I'm from, and they'll be like, yeah. Yes, and you know, like <laughs> yeah. so what? Yeah. But and and that's now the question is: Did I just reveal the truth, or did I reveal the lie? Mm. I think what David <laughs> is trying to say that is that I'm a small, ugly creation man, but but pretending <laughs> that uh, he's putting it in, you know. Well, well, well. I, all I said, all I said was blonde. I didn't say good looking. I just said blonde. I, I, I'm not inferring that you're actually ugly or good looking. I mean, you have to admit that all blonde people are good looking. Have no. you been to Sweden? <laughs> Have you been to Russia? Uh-huh. <laughs> Any, anyway, um, yeah, so I get I get asked a lot, you know, like people would ask me, and they would ask me, but so since they assume it's a real story, yeah. they would ask me such specific questions. <laughs> and I remember this, uh, I used to have this bit about shopping in a supermarket, yeah. where I would go to a supermarket and buy just one potato, and the guy would ask me, like, why did you buy only one potato? And it would turn into this, like, ridiculous story where he's trying to offer me to marry his daughter, yeah. and stuff like this, because I'm just lonely set man that buys only one potato mm. never like the bit doesn't matter like i would say i went to my local supermarket mm -hmm. right in this joke and i remember on two separate occasions i was stopped like like after the show and people would come up to me and say oh my god oh my god wow that story about the potato that was so funny what was the supermarket <laughs> you know like first of all who cares? What do you care? Like, <laughs> yeah. How does that? What? Does does one supermarket not sell potatoes? So you would question the authenticity of that story if it's not the right supermarket with the right <laughs> potato. Second of all, like they legit assume that it happened. So to, and to that extent, they're investing in that story that they would ask me, <laughs> "What was the supermarket?" Right. I'm, and I'm, just, like, I'm just wondering at what point would they go? Like for example, like we we got a couple of different stores like Billa, Dixie, or Spa, Spar, you know, the German. But it'd be interesting, like if you had said something like, Oh, it's uh it was in Dixie and they go, Oh wow, I, I so would not have seen that. I, I thought that was a Billa story. I thought it was a Billa potato story. Total at best Spar, but no, Dixie? It, really? It, wow. It, it be that's funny. shocking. You should include that. That is a that, that's a funny detail. You'd be like, what? Yeah, it would be funny yeah. if they were like, uh, yeah. what was the supermarket? And I say it was, I don't know, any of the Ashan. And they're like, ha, got you. They don't sell potatoes in Ashan. <laughs> yeah. I knew this was a lie. <laughs> the whole story is a fake. It's a sham. Shenanigans, everyone. I had to clear it to all. <laughs> I mean, I, I really don't understand the purpose of them asking. I like, genuinely don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But the, but this only proves to me that they are 100% sure that this happened. Yeah. Because they believe that I was... Why would you ask such a ridiculous question if you didn't believe it? Another time I was asked uh, almost the same question. It was a joke about Moscow Metro, uh -huh. right? About something like announcements in the Metro. Oh, right. Yeah, I know like which this. one you're talking about. Yeah, the two different kinds of announcements. Yeah, m might have been that one. But there I actually, I actually say where it was. But it was something about the Metro right and people came up to me after the show and they asked oh my god which station was that and i'm like uh, no it's a station of my mind yeah. you know like station of lies which is my tinder profile so <laughs> I, I mean this is what i'm trying to say is uh, people i think general public mm -hmm. maybe not regular stand-up goers maybe mm -hmm. not like kind of the fans of the genre and so on but general public yeah they really think it's all true oh and i remember i had one bit where uh in the bit 
a man hits a woman and maybe you know this one as well like uh, there is kind of an argument between a man and a woman a is this in a, up- is this in like an abistro mumu thing no, no, no. Oh, this that's is, a different one. Th- okay. This is actually, that story is one of the rare stories that is 70, 80% true. Wow. So that's that's a story. And I do this one only when we do some kind of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I don't do it as a joke because yeah. all my jokes are bullshit. I do this one yeah. as a story because le- it legit happened. Right. Like I maybe, it, and it was maybe at, at now already five or six years ago. No. So I don't even remember it that well. So I changed some details yeah. just because I'd have to fill in those gaps, right? Yeah. But uh, just for the listener to, to, to understand a little bit, uh, just a quick thing. The, the story that we're referring to is basically Igor uh, encounters kind of like a criminal in uh, what would be like a bistro sort of place or one of those yeah, uh, places, like buffet places. Buffet kind of place. Yeah. And so, and it's basically, it's Igor's interaction having to like deal with a criminal guy like obviously a very tough hard ass prisoner type while being eagle so yeah, that's the real challenge not yeah the prisoner and that's guy. and that's that's where the whole comedy premise really comes in actually it's the, basically the story is just about yeah. me trying to be myself and then there is also this guy yeah, yeah it's a story about me being on a first date with a girl and in the same room in the same cafe there is an ex-con who just got yeah. released out of prison that day who ends up like basically threatening us and so on but that is that is actually true that actually yeah. happened that actually happened and, and it was the first date it, it everything as i said the things that are not true in that story are the things i can't remember exactly so yeah. i kind of made them up to fill the gaps yeah the rest is 100 true it was where i describe it yeah like kind of outskirts of moscow it was a date it was this exact cafe that i mentioned mm-hmm. it was this exact situation and it was wait like i tell it as a joke yeah because even i think the next day when i thought about it i was like this is a funny story yeah but yeah. in that moment i was shitting myself of course because i legit I, I was 100% sure because not to tell the whole story now, it's a long, like seven, eight minute story, but the guy had a gun and uh, yeah. we were like threatened and so on. And I was legit scared. Later on, like I was like, okay, I can tell this in such way yeah. that people would see that I'm fine. I survived. So they would yeah. understand immediately that it's a happy ending yeah, and yeah. they could laugh at the situation. Yeah. So that's one of the maybe, and, and, and again, I use this only for storytelling. So it's not like a bit, it's yeah. a story, yeah. but maybe I have two or three such stories that actually happened or like mostly happened. Mm -hmm. The rest is just, okay. So as I mentioned, when I was on this like metro station in Moscow and I came up with a joke about it, Mm -hmm. people asked me after that, like, what was the station? You know, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't even, it's not a, like, maybe I wasn't even on the stage. Maybe I was at home, but I was thinking about Metro. And I'm, how I come up with my jokes, again, you know, like, I'm, this, I'm ruining the magic now. Uh, if there are any super... <laughs> there, there, there was magic, really? There was magic. Yeah, if wow, there are okay. any, like, hardcore fans of Igor Monday and his comedy, <laughs> spoilers ahead, right? So how... Oh, uh, damn, we just lost three listeners. <laughs> uh, wait, we lost all of them? <laughs> so how, how I come up with most of my jokes is I kind of, I think of something, a place, let's say a place, right? I'm at the airport, I'm in the metro, I'm at the supermarket, Uh I'm somewhere, I'm at work, whatever. And then I think, okay, wouldn't it be funny Uh if that person came to me and said something? Right? Okay. I remember when People, I was... People, you're hearing the magic being made right now. Eagle's yeah. about to come up with a bit. Let's go. So, I remember when I was uh, working in an office and I was thinking like, oh, if I did this now, mm-hmm. probably that guy would come and tell me that. What could I reply that's funny and that the audience wouldn't expect? And then I create this interaction. I create this dialogue in my mind 
once it reaches the stage, this joke, it's like, so yesterday I was at work. Yeah. Right? So you take a hypothetical that you create and then you pass it off as this happened to me the other day. Yeah. And I mean, I don't... And how awesome, because listen to my witty responses. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> listen, what this is... And, and this guy is so stupid. Look at his dumb responses, which I created for him. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing, because then I have a full... Because I, when you take things that really happen, like that story in that cafe... <laughs> you're always the loser. So you're like, screw that. I ain't doing those stories. <laughs> well, it depends on the bits. I'm mostly... I wouldn't say a loser, but I wouldn't say also like a hero. I'm yeah, just yeah. the protagonist. I'm just yeah, like yeah. the main character of my yep. jokes. But I, I, in many of them, I'm, I'm no hero whatsoever and that's the part of comedy like some kind of self-deprecation and so on yeah. but what I'm trying to say is that thing that actually happened yeah. there is a limit to what I can say about that man because he's yeah. a real person he existed mm. I can say he was 25 years in prison I can say how he looked I can say what he said but that's it that's he, that's really him yeah. but when I completely create the character for my story it can be anyone and it yeah. can fit the joke as mm -hmm. I want it, it can be a man or a woman, young or old, uh, I don't know, blonde or or ugly. So mm -hmm. however, however I want to create this character. So that's why I mostly make up people, situations, dialogues and so on. It's to me, it's like a script writing. Yeah. You can base it off of something like many, many, like, I don't know, Seinfeld was based on his whole life uh, crashing that we talked about. Yeah. But then when you consider it like that, actually, when you look at something like Seinfeld, that wasn't all those experiences didn't happen to him. They happened to him and Larry David, yeah, the other writer. Yeah. And then a lot of these were based on multiple writers' experiences and they just amalgamated. Yeah. So that's that's how I... Community, for example, right? It's mm. based on Dan Harmon going to a community college. Right. But he was there, I think, one semester or something, maybe yeah. one year and then dropped out and so on. Definitely, it wasn't a six-season story. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you know, it's based... It, there is, It's an inspiration and that's it. So... That's my situation. What about yours? How much of your material is true? Okay. Because uh, I, I, can I, can I, uh -huh. can, can we do a little uh -huh. game? Okay. Igor is guessing uh -huh. which David's jokes are true. All right. Okay. And again, uh, the audience, uh, you probably don't know David's bits, but if you want to see them, they're on YouTube. Yeah, under Mr. Aramis Bungle. One, one is one word. M R. A-R-A-M-I-S-B-U-N-G-L-E. So look him up a bunch of... Because okay, I, I know that you self-record most of your bits and put them put them up there. So Yeah, uh, I haven't done it in a while, actually. I, I really need to. But the thing is, disclaimer on that, they're not professional bits. A lot of times I've recorded like the first time I've said them. Then you might see the same bit posted again a little while later and, or you'll hear it in another set and you'll notice it's a little bit different. The point for that is to see the difference. It's so that it's basically a self-recording thing for starters. Artists, so I can kind of give keep a track on my progress. Uh, also go back to how I've done bits and kind of go, all right, I need to fix this. I, I need to change that. And also it's for family and friends back in Australia or in, or in other parts of the world to look at and just see what I'm doing because they can't come to the shows. So it's not like a professional, like this is a reel of all my awesome jokes. Some of them are really cringeworthy. Some of them I am bombing. And I hope you take enjoyment out of it if you do go there. All right. So if you do end up checking out his bits, maybe you will join in uh, and play this little game together. For now, I'm, I just want to say that I think out of your jokes that I can remember at the yeah. moment, I think the story with uh, was it was it Michael at the bar? Ah, uh, Richard. Richard. Yes. Richard. Uh, at the bar. I think that happened. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Again, not to the extent that you yes. tell it, but it, the, yeah. the the. the 
base of that joke. And actually, the ending is different, and I will reveal that one. The re what really happened. So I I think that one. I don't know. I don't remember any of your kind of recent bits. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the one where you go out drinking with your colleagues after uh -huh. work also happened or it wasn't mm -hmm. colleagues it was probably us after the show because i remember me and a few other comics grabbing you and your then girlfriend now wife yeah. after shows and being let's go drinking and you're yeah. like i can't i'm old and i'm like you're not that old which i now realize was a mistake you are very old but, um, <laughs> yes you bastard so yeah i think this is i think uh, yeah. what i'm trying to say is when you look at a comic as a comic mm -hmm. i think you can understand what happened what is yeah. real and what is added to that mm -hmm. and what never happened and yeah. what 100 happened okay what do you think there are any ones of mine that are not did never happen that you think i yeah, think that's th bullshit yeah i think there are some i just now cannot remember all of your jokes so if you yeah. name a joke for example name let's let's oh. do one one joke test name a joke i will say percentage of truth in that joke okay uh me finding the kangaroo fighting the kangaroo yeah. when, when the kangaroo stole your sandwich yeah you were, well i was trying to steal my sandwich you were yeah. having a family picnic then yeah. you punched in the face and yeah. stuff i think i mean you know this is one of those it sounds like an yeah. adam sandler movie uh -huh. but then but also you are from australia and I know <laughs> the kangaroos like wander around like not wander around like you won't like enter you know like a supermarket and there's a kangaroo like <laughs> at the cashier the, serving you yeah, yeah. But <laughs> i mean like if you go to like a national park or something like yeah. this where you might have been with your family and yeah that's where i was i was in a uh, i was at uh, cape hillsborough national park so it happened because you just told me that you were there yeah so yeah i mean that's that has a ring of truth to it because yeah. it's just you know it's a thing that would happen in australia <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's only in australia well because other places don't really have kangaroos just bouncing around because they don't exist there except in zoos yeah but even like uh or drug dealers uh ranches if they you know import exotic animals even i think like uh in, in people have an idea or or whatever a stereotype yeah. that in, in Russia there like bears exist everywhere yeah. even like in the center of Moscow you would meet a bear uh, which is I, I live here for eight years I've never seen a bear even you know like in a zoo in a circus mm -hmm. god forbid I don't go to such places but like I, I, I've never seen a bear but people have that idea right yeah. but if someone told if someone went on stage and said so yesterday I was in a park and I fought a bear for a sandwich I would be like you're lying but yeah. since you like since this can't can Kangaroos are kind of they're rowdy, right? So yeah. they're and they're like uh, what would you call it? Aggressive, not aggressive, yeah. but they're like protective of their mm -hmm. uh, everything of their like territory, their babies especially, and they like to punch and so on. Yeah. So I would I could can definitely imagine it being one hundred percent true. Kangaroos trying to steal some food and then you having to literally go like uh, in a in a kind of in a boxing match yeah. against this kangaroo to get your sandwich back so i would say that's 90 percent true maybe you exaggerated somewhere added a little bit okay. of like parents disappointment into that story or something yeah uh, but no that you, you don't have to add that okay so, what about the story of um the the sexual fantasy story with the the girlfriend who kept asking for the next fantasy the next fantasy and then me zapping at one point her vagina with one of those muscle uh spasming things and me using that on her vagina and stuff um well also i feel like before <laughs> before this episode airs i feel like we should find those bits yeah all those bits in best quality that we have somewhere hopefully we have footage of all of that and upload it to uh, yeah. our YouTube channel or something, so people would have some point of reference. What Maybe, the fuck yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that bit, you know what? 
it again. <laughs> if, th- this is the thing. Like, if someone, if someone tried to, you know, if someone told me I met a friend, we're yeah. having a drink, and they're like, "Bro, bro, this is what happened last night, man. I electroshocked a chick with that like muscle spasm exercise thingy, the butterfly, whatever." I'll be like, "Yeah, no, you didn't." But, <laughs> yeah. but like, yes, you did. You did. Like you, you, pervy motherfucker, you did. Like I'm sure you did. True. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, now this is this is what I wanted to get at. So, the point about my stories, all of my stories are true, all of them, pretty much. But what I do do is I can exaggerate bits. <laughs> do do. Uh, yeah, or like yourself, I fill in gaps to to certain parts, or I amalgamate, especially when it comes to uh, girls that are dating. So, for example, the I put that story, that sexual fantasies bit. Uh, I describe it like I'm dating this one girl and all this crazy stuff happens. And in reality, it's actually about two, maybe three different girls that I had dated at different times. And I've put them under the guise of one ex-girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a common thing that a lot of comedians do and a lot of storytellers is they will bring elements of stories together. So, for that one, that, that is an amalgamation of three different girls. There was one girl I dated uh, who you met who, when we first started dating, she constantly started doing the whole, like, she was every single weekend was literally, what's your sexual fantasy? Let's do something with that. Like, what's your next sexual fantasy? And it was like, I was running out of ideas. The thing is, I didn't electrocute her with that sort of thing. That was a previous girl who had I had dated, who we were experimenting with different stuff, and that somehow came up. And yeah, so you'll have to hear the story as to what actually happened there. And yeah, pretty much most of that story was true. I accidentally did hit the wrong button while using that device, and it was a bit of a surprise. Uh, and then I exaggerate the the what happens next, where she. Asks for it. No, no. That I'm, she asks for it to be shocked. I'm sure in every story, when you say that the girl had an orgasm, you're exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's pure lies. That's absolutely never has happened. Never has happened. But then has it for anyone, really. So the so that, that was a, a different girl there. And then I think there was another element to it that it might have been, or I just kind of put in there. Yeah, so that, that one is an amalgamation. So that's one style of how we don't tell the truth, but we do. I mean, all those elements were true. Uh, now, the other thing, the kangaroo bit, actually, it's interesting. It depends on who you ask. Me finding the kangaroo? Yes, that did actually happen. Did Was it as... It wasn't as clean as I, I make it. You know, it was a bit more messy. It's like a little kid and a little kangaroo, like, just smacking at each other. Uh, I kind of give it a bit more of a, like, a boxing match. Theatrics. Yeah, I give it theatrics. Um, to the point. Now, the part where I say my, my family were just sitting there watching me, didn't not doing anything, and then finally, I would say that's true. My mother would probably disagree and be like, that's not what... Because I remember I saw her actually watching my bit for the first time uh, through Skype because I was talking to my nephew and she was in the background and she was watching because they'd just gotten my YouTube channel. So, they were watching bits. And my mom was watching it, waiting for her turn to be able to talk to me. And she was laughing. And then later on, she was like, oh, you're so full of shit. <laughs> like, she's like, that is not what happened. But at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe that's how you don't remember it. Because at the same time, I'm sure that's not something that you remember or recall on a regular basis. Because it didn't happen to you. And it's this minor thing for you. For me, it's a bit more major, me finding a kangaroo. You know what I mean? I would say as long as you believe it's true, we can call it the truth. Yeah. Because, well. Uh, Memory is subjective. Yeah, Memory exactly. is subjective. But it, I mean, it's not accurate. It's, it's, it's what proven. happened. It's what happened in your mind. So yeah. let's let's say that it's uh, whatever ninety percent true. And that's exactly how I created that bit. 
I based it not on what really happened, but the way that my child's mind saw it, right? The dramatics of it. So that's why I actually created that bit. And that's why I think it is successful because it's it's cartoonish because it became a cartoon in my head. That's how it's seen. That's how my, my memory... And there's actually another story I would love to do because it's even more... It's impossible. I, my adult mind, rationally could look at it and go... That never happened. It's impossible for it to happen. But I love the way that my child's mind has, in a way, pictured it. I would love to put it on stage. You know what I mean? Like, dramatize it in a way, or literally put it in a cartoon, because that's where it would fit. So there's that sort of, like, true story sort of thing. Um, Now, the one with Richard, about the guy hitting on me. Yeah, that story is pretty much true. It is what happened. He was very, you know... Um, flamboyant so and he was kind of being very sweet and and nice with me and me wondering now the thing was at the time I really was an idiot and young and I wasn't sure if he was hitting on me or not Uh, and I was just like well is he just being friendly or is he hitting on me now if he's hitting on me uh, what should I do how should what should I say I don't want to offend the guy but at the same time I don't want to lead him on and I took that And I went further with the, well, what happens if I lead him on? And me saying that stupid phrase of, yes, I'm very single, I really did say. I overcompensated. It was a stupid, dumbass mistake. And him getting excited really did happen. And him basically saying, great, my friend over there is interested in you. It turns out it's a girl. That's true. I end the joke there. And I then twist it to the point where I then get offended because I'm like, well, Richard, why are you bringing a woman into this? Like, I thought we had something. And I kind of go into this ridiculous sort of thing, which makes it funny. I make myself the ridiculous character who's then bought into it, sort of like, you know, he's now gotten his hopes up high. Because what I'm trying to show in that story is basically what I needed, even though I'd just broken up with someone and I was trying to show that I was okay, I wasn't. I needed someone. What my character needs is someone to pay him attention. And the fact that when he doesn't get that directly... He's annoyed, you know, he's an idiot. Um, But in reality, what actually happened was uh, when he did tell me that I had been drinking way too much that night. So I I was drunk because I wasn't expecting to meet him. I didn't want to meet anyone. And then he points out this this blur in the distance. It was a tall brunette blur. I couldn't, I was that drunk. I couldn't even see that clearly. So I don't know, maybe, I don't know what the person really looked like. All I could tell was it was female in shape and he kept referring like, she really likes you. She's this and that. And apparently- It was a guy in drag. What, for all I know, actually, he probably could have been. And this was part of my problem. I didn't want to kind of go, oh, I can't tell. I don't want to commit. And in a way, maybe I could make this a secondary story. But the thing was that I didn't want to kind of say yes or no so what i did and because i was that drunk and i was in a shitty mood but i wanted to be nice and i was like oh yeah maybe i was like look uh i'm gonna keep dancing if she wants she can join me on the dance floor if it's meant to be she'll find me she'll yeah, well, come to me. <laughs> well no i just said hey Richard. i was like oh cool well i'm hanging out with my friends right now but if she wants she can come dance like you guys can come dance and, and then that way we can all dance together as a group and he was like oh okay that sounds nice and then he went over and nothing happened for the rest of that night so i think a bunch of stories that well uh, some because for me it's a very early point that there is like say some potential for a funny situation yeah but my potential is usually i'm just waiting for my friend in the metro mm-hmm. and i'm thinking what if this now, happens like this happens so there is like some very very basic premise for some people like you or some other comics it happened like to some point right yeah. but then the rest of that is made up mm. so i think it's kind of like you know this uh like there are a bunch of movies or something there yeah. is this marvel series now like what if what yeah. if in one moment 
yeah. the decision was different. Yeah. And it branches out into a completely new story. Right. So we take our kind of boring everyday life and mm-hmm. we turn it into something, you know, funny, exaggerated, magical, interesting, and so on. Which, yeah. you know, fair play. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Well, the thing is, for me, personally, at least then, I would say about 80 to 90% of all of what I say on stage is based on, on truth. But the part is that I will either, like I said before, I'll add these bits. Or another thing that I might do is, and I like doing is going, I mentioned like you, you will think of what if, and then you'll pass it as a real thing for you. I kind of think of, oh, the way I picture it, and then I give it as a hypothetical on stage. I actually kind of let the audience know that the next bit. So with that sexual fantasy, I talk about the part of the satin sheets and sliding on them and, and having like this ridiculous farcical sex on satin sheets and how ridiculous it is using bungee cords. Obviously, because by saying that it's a hypothetical, it also then gives me the opportunity to go as ridiculous as I want. Yeah, without them having to think, ah, oh, that never happened. Exactly, you're and feeling that. disappointed. So yeah. I think that's the the risk that you're running by passing it off as a true story is, in a way, you are kind of limiting yourself because you, you kind of have to keep it realistic enough, just on the edge. Well, I But it can be part of the fun, too. I have the bits where I go like, so this happened, yeah. so I tell like 60% of that joke, mm. which is also made up, but I make it sound like it's true. And then I said, imagine if, yeah. and then I go into the imaginary yeah. bit, which is obviously imaginary, and I premised it with imagine yeah. if. So then now they don't expect realism. Yeah. Now they expect absurdity. So yeah. I go like, okay, this man, I was in a supermarket, I was buying one potato, and he was like, oh, aren't you a sad little man? Mm. Would you like to marry my single daughter? Yeah. Right? This never happened, but I mm. sell it as a true story. Yeah. But then I can go, imagine if we end up getting married, and we yeah. talk to our kids, and they're like, what what, what got you in love? And I'm so like, it's a hypothetical potato. based on bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bullshit story anyway. But but then they already yeah. like I I kind of released this uh, this pressure mm. of telling only the truth, which I'm not telling at all. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, this and this is where interesting. Like, and it does a benefit because, like you're saying, you're you're then using it as a okay. I'll create a real. I'll pre- I'll bullshit about a real situation, but then I can then go into a hypothetical based on that bullshit. In a way, that that is a technique that you can use. I mean, there's also changing have you ever changed the perspective where something happened to someone else but you put it on you or something happened to you and you put it on someone else because for example there is a the famous louis ck bit i've heard on many podcasts people referring to this so this is nothing original but he has a bit about the airplane and about you know using wi-fi or using the internet in a plane how amazing it is and basically it's all based around the fact that he sees someone else bitch and moan that they can't connect to their wi-fi and him basically going you're a selfish asshole like get over yourself this is amazing the fact that we can fly a metal tube in the sky like oh my god and he does this big wonderment to kind of make us kind of realize we should really appreciate the amazing things that we can actually do and the fact that we're so easily annoyed when one little thing doesn't happen that we get impetuous and we become thing now the whole point is he tells the story it's hilarious and he goes there and then when someone he revealed apparently on an actual podcast or on a radio show or something he revealed that Actually, the real story was that it was him who started getting annoyed that the Wi-Fi wasn't working. He didn't see anyone else. It happening to someone else. He saw it happening to him. It was him. And him then later on reflecting, going, what the hell am I bitching and moaning about? Like, come on. But when he first started telling that story and doing it that way, it just wasn't as funny to be self-reflective and to make fun of yourself. Actually, it was funnier to make fun of another douchebag and kind of going, you are a self, and basically seeing himself in a way and what he would say 
looking at himself acting in this impetuous, you know, spoiled sort of way. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know of such bits. I haven't heard of this uh, CK's bit, but I know when, and I've noticed this a few times when comics come even to our stage and they're doing a bit, uh, so my friend... And I'm like, that was definitely you. You're just too embarrassed to say. Because yeah. it's like, so my friend got syphilis yesterday. And I'm like, okay, it was you, right? Because I remember fucking you. So, no, I, I'm, I'm, and I know where I got it from. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I've noticed a few times, especially in open yeah. mics, because people are still a bit timid and afraid to talk mm. about themselves mm. and what actually happened to them. And they would be like, so my friend um, uh, got uh, this and that. But then and in I'm that like, way, you. Well, then that way, what you're saying is it's because they're out of fear. It's not because to make the story better. In this case, like Louis C.K., he didn't change it to someone else because he was like, oh, I'm too embarrassed to admit that I'm... No, he was like, it's funnier to then do it as like an, a, an observation of someone else. And other bits, you know, I can't remember what, but, you know, they other comedians have basically said, oh, it happened to someone else. But then I took it and did it on board as in for me because it's funnier for me to do it from my first person perspective. So I would say that you said that mostly your jokes are based on truth yeah. or they're completely true with yeah. some added little like bits and bobs or amalgamations and stuff yeah yeah and i as i said i have like a few genuinely true stories and then the rest is just completely made up based on like an idea i have of what could potentially happen if mm. if 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 and when you watch like a special of a comic mm. you can also notice that at some points comedians do say the phrase this actually happened, right? Yeah. So, uh, which means that it never did. Of, it, no, it doesn't mean. I don't know. Has it happened or not? I would say that even saying this phrase that not does not mean it really happened. It just means listen in now. Because yeah. after like 20 minutes of a bit, then you go, so I was at the dentist and guys, this actually happened. And but it also like, then implies, you do realize that some of what I'm saying is not, didn't yeah. actually happen. Yeah. It's, it's a strange thing because it's like, well, for that to be an actual true story or for that actually to be fact or for us to believe that it's fact, we then also have to believe that sometimes you are not telling that. Yeah. So, I mean, on one, on one hand, they are basically letting people know that uh, they shouldn't take so seriously everything they're saying you know yeah. like it's always take it with a grain of salt yeah. but the second thing is that they're kind of underlying that the story that's coming you should really pay attention to because this is something that happened yeah, but yeah. i believe that in 70 percent of those stories it never happened at exactly. all exactly but i think I, I agree with you i think it is it's a punctuation point it's a it's a technique right yeah. it's a it's a like pull yeah, me yeah. in technique but so keeping this in mind that okay i make up most of my stories yours are mostly based in like reality in real yeah. stories and so on and i know that for many comics like it's uh, either or it can be 50 50 mm. it can be they took someone else's story completely as you mentioned like mm. it happened to someone or i don't know like their grandfather told them told them a story and they took it as a bit whatever so do you think it's <laughs> sorry i'm just picturing a guy basically gets up and say i'm just gonna use my grandpa's bit but i'm just gonna change it. okay cool so i was in world war ii and man the nazis were dude you're 18 <laughs> it's like so, what yeah. So, so, Steve so, Rogers. So, like a few days ago, when the Black Plague finished, I, uh, I like, excuse me, time out. Uh, Don't you mean typhoid? Yeah, typhoid, definitely. Yeah. The, what was the other one? Cholera. <laughs> Cholera. Yeah. And when the polio was running rampant through the children. So yeah. So do you think it's fair actually? Because do you mm. think it's it's uh, let's mm. say do you think it's nice? Because I do feel a little bit 
guilty so to speak <laughs> when people ask me about my bits and i have to tell them Actually, you know what nah. this never happened <laughs> yeah and they're like but i but i listened to you but i but i trusted you you know what i mean because that's the idea of uh of a bit you're trying to pull them in you're trying to get them to actually to 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 buy what you're selling you're, you're, yeah you're, yeah right? yeah so, and, and i i mean yeah. It's all for I don't I don't feel bad for like lying to them you know yeah. it's not my it's not my therapy session it's not my mm. psychologist it's a band, random people who I'm trying to entertain so anything goes I don't feel bad for lying to them but I do feel bad that sometimes people really kind of get even worried and stuff you know I yeah. mentioned that bit where a man hits a woman they would come up to me and ask me was the woman okay yeah like, did someone call an ambulance I'm like the woman is a figment of my imagination. She's yeah. fine. Like she, okay, she well, dealt in, with it. In that case, because I've been listening to a few podcasts and things about comedians and stuff like maybe in that case, what you need to do is if you don't want that story and you don't want them to get in that case, part of that story, you need to, at some point, let them know that she's okay while you're on stage. It, it, because the whole point, like, you know, they say, uh, I've been hearing a lot of comedians basically saying the whole point of comedies, the difference between a comedy and a tragedy or any kind of story uh, is that in comedy and stand up, everything is okay by the end. Everything is fine. Things are fine. Unless it's an obvious bullshit story uh, where it doesn't have to be. But if it's going to be like this sort of style where you don't know or the reason why people can enjoy a story is because they know that everything will be okay by the end. It's going to be funny. It's going to be okay. Like if you're telling a story about the death of someone in your family, that can only work if people know that you are okay with that now, that you're over it. If you're still in the middle of the grief and things, then chances are that story, people are not going to be comfortable with it. So you actually have to let them. So maybe that's something where in that story, you need to kind of let them know, look, she's okay rather if you let them know that she's okay even if they know maybe that's why they're asking like is that, did that really happen because they're actually genuinely like if you let them know yeah it's okay like she ended up okay like she ended up getting away or some somehow in the story then they might not inquire or they might not care if it's real or not because they're just like eh. well i mean in that case okay they worry about someone who is obviously a stranger even mm. to me in that story in that context but sometimes they would ask me about something that happened to me allegedly yeah. never did but you know they would be like oh did you end up getting into that university or you know, did you end up getting that job i'm like i never inter that never okay you know what mm -hmm. yes i did you know yeah. like, just because i don't want to but yeah, i work for apple now but yeah so <laughs> i am steve jobs but do you you know that, that's like one mm. thing but it, do you do you think it's fair first of all like kind of lying to people for the sake of entertainment and the second question even more important where is the line where is the border because mm. if you if i talk about some kind of me visiting a supermarket or something like happening to people that people on a plane or something that i don't know them they don't know them they don't care about them but if i would go on stage and be like i don't know talking about let's say the death of my dog and yeah. being all sad about it and turning it into a bit and i've never had a dog yeah. i'm just playing like the sympathy card and stuff like this or, or you're working on their emotions yeah so would that be okay would that be fair what do you think okay uh well that's a toughie um look i think it's okay because the whole point is 
we're performers on stage. We're, we're, we're pretty much just one step away from being actors, really. Uh, that's the way I see stand-up. It's, it's, it's performance art of any kind. Uh, it doesn't have to, and it's up to you how much of you you want to really put in there, how much of the real you you want to put in there, or how much of the, the, the image of you you want to put in, or like a persona of you. Yeah, how much is the real you? How much is the persona of you? How much is the your real life? How much is like a, an image of what your life is like? You know, just a, a simulacrum or something. So uh, I think that's totally up to you. Now, the thing is, you have to be aware, though. It's like with anything that if people find out that it's not real, like with that dog story, that's a good example. Like people might actually feel betrayed. And this is, I would recommend people to watch, oh, I can't remember the name of the actual bit, but uh, Randy Feltface, he has a, he's a puppet, stand-up puppet, which is really weird. But it's it's an Australian stand, uh, puppet that does stand-up. He tells that's stories. A, that's a much better way to use a sock than the one <laughs> yeah. I admitted yeah. two episodes uh, ago. <laughs> but the thing is that he has a bit, and it's all about buying a piece of furniture from Gumtree. And it does play with this notion of what's real and what's not. And he does talk about how... Now, the investment of people in a lie can seem like a betrayal. And that's the problem. If you tell someone you went to Sumac, you didn't, it doesn't feel like a betrayal. But you tell them, you get them to invest emotionally in the story of a dead dog and them crying and then you turning it around and making a big joke about it. And then they find out it's not real. They're going to be pissed at the same time. It does, if anything, show that you're really good at telling a story. If anything, I would be giving you an applause while they're beating the shit out of you. I'd be going, yeah, well but- done, Igor. That was genius. No, I'm not going to help you take that big guy from smacking your face because he might turn and smack me. I so always knew you would applaud me yeah. being physically, physically injured. <laughs> no, but- no, no, not for. While. That, while. There's a difference. Prepositions are important here, buddy. Fair. <laughs> Yeah, is that is that okay? Is it okay to kind of from an artistic point of view? Absolutely. If anything, I, I would encourage it. Um, I would I would I would agree with you. I would say it's okay, but as be long careful. As it serves its purpose. Yeah. Because if the purpose is a good night of mm. laughter and entertainment. Yes. So whatever I say when I step on that stage, yep. I never said it's me. Yeah. I even like I even have a stage name. It's not even me. It's not yeah. my like passport uh, id name it's not real me it's not the me who would have tea with my mom yeah it's It's not ego tuesday it's ego monday yeah exactly it's a completely it's a character it's a it's a persona it's a stage name it's a stage character stage Mm. personality yeah right so uh, i never said i'll be honest i never promised you anything so i think that's fair (laughs) unless no backseats you can't touch me that's it i I never promised anything i didn't say no backseats that's it you you took it on your own you 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 touched it last that's your last thing that's yours whichever assumptions you make and conclusions you draw from my performance that it happened really yeah. that someone got hurt that my dog died or whatever that's on you man <laughs> i never i never said i'll be honest with you so yeah. i think yeah if you if you use it for that even to get an emotional reaction but then bring it back to laughter and whatever as mm-hmm. long as you get a laughter as yeah. long as they're happy and entertained i think it goes as long as you're on stage as long mm-hmm. as you're in character it's perfectly fine to make up stories, yeah. punchlines, people, characters, situations. But as soon as it is your you yeah. and you're lying about yourself, I think that's dishonest and I think that's unfair to the audience. So if you yeah. but this also it's really hard to say where, where is the line because you can have a Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, and everything in character. Right. Right? And it's really like for some people, there are some comedians that it's really hard to say where is the 
what is the character like James Acaster for example mm -hmm. right I've seen one interview this guy is doing setup for over 10 years he's now like really big on TV and mm -hmm. on Netflix even and stuff yeah. and I've seen one interview of him where he's just him where he's just the dude mm -hmm. and the way he speaks and behaves and so on is nothing alike any any of his performances I've seen on different things Netflix special panel shows just an interview at like a late night show some podcasts some quiz like in various different contexts even like great big British Bake Off and stuff so any public appearance he's yeah. always in character I've seen only one interview where he talks where he he's drops just it. James Acaster, the guy, not yeah. James Acaster, the comic. Yeah. And uh, it's really hard to say where this line is, but I think the main thing is be honest to yourself, right? Yeah. How far are you ready to go? What are you ready to make up and lie about? And what's just actual real truth and what you yeah. shouldn't hide yeah. and lie to people? Yeah. 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 So I think it just depends on how, how much you want to manipulate the people at the end of the day. Well, I think, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. call it manipulate. As I said, oh, it totally is. as, as no, long you as are. you... No, we like, are. We that, are. We're doing that, it. That sounds like you're... We're pulling on their strings. Some... We're, we're doing whatever we want. We're, we're, we're playing with them. We're, we're just manipulating. Is it our Geppetto? <laughs> uh, I, I think as manipulation would mean that you're getting some personal gain from it. You are getting Lost. some personal gain, but uh, I mean, the idea behind every story I make, uh, make up every like mm -hmm. thing that never happened, it's for the good of the people. <laughs> I'm trying to make them entertain. The, I'm trying the to ends justify the means. Yes. That's what we're saying. You can do whatever the hell you want, just as long as you get a chuckle. As long as it's for the good of the people. Exactly. As my grandfather uh, Lenin always said, as yeah. long as it's for the good of the people. Exactly. And that is the truth. All right. And on that <laughs> note, let's finish up this episode. If you have your ideas, opinions on this topic, if you just want to give feedback. Yeah, yeah. If you know of any of our bits and you wonder, are they true or are they fake? Uh, you can mm -hmm. also ask us that. Maybe we'll tell you, maybe we won't. Definitely check out the bits that are available that we talked about if you have a chance. And tune in next time for another episode of The Comedy Kiosk. My name is Igor Monday. And I'm David Munoz. And this was The Comedy Kiosk. Thank you so much for listening. Have a nice day. Goodbye. Ciao.